All righty, welcome to episode 16. Bet Parks presents Stick to Hockey Live. We've got a great show today to wrap up the week. How about Russ Cohen at Sportsology? He will be joining us momentarily. How about my son just keeps calling me. Dude, doing a show live right now. Stop calling me. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, and fresh off the game last night in Columbus, former Blue Jacket, former Ranger, former Flyer, current Columbus Blue Jacket broadcaster, Mr. Jody Shelley will join us as well. Give us his thoughts on the game last night, Johnny Gaudreau, and much more, Torts, who he loves. Uh, let me tell you about the Bet Parks app. It's a fantastic casino and sportsbook app, the best in the business. Download it. It's easy to use, easy to navigate, easy to deposit, fast payouts. You can bet on everything from player performances, same game parlays, live in-game betting, boosts, you name it. It's all there for you, whether it's college or pro football, college or pro basketball, hockey, golf, Formula One, soccer, international soccer, you name it. You can bet on all of it on the Bet Parks app. So grab it today and uh, you're going to love you're going to love the experience. It makes games that have no meaning to you have meaning. And right now, all Bet Parks users can use the promo code Jason750. Jason750. That'll get you a risk free bet up to $750. That's for new and existing users. Terms and conditions do apply. So download the Bet Parks app today. You do need to be over 21, present in Pennsylvania or New Jersey. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. And also, our friends at Conquerville Subaru. November is a great time to visit Conquerville Subaru. Beautiful showroom on Route 202 in Glen Mills. I mean, beautiful. It's, I guess we can still call it new. It's new-ish, but it's awesome-ish all the time. So uh, check it out. And remember that Conquerville cares. Now, why do they care? What? How can you put that little saying on your slogan and have it really mean something? Well, here's how. It's really simple. The work they've done in the community and they continue to do is unrivaled, unmatched. They, Matter of fact, they were the first Subaru Nation Love Promise Dealer of the Year winner back in 2015, the inaugural. They continue to do great work with the Namor's Children's Hospital of Delaware. They continue to adopt 15 classrooms at Marcus Hook Elementary School, donating $500 for the teachers to pick up classroom supplies for their rooms. They continue to the donation of thousands of coats to La Humanidad Hispana in Kennett Square. They've done that for 10 years, and they're doing it again this year. Great work in the community. They have attached themselves to the community in which they reside, and that's great. So visit the showroom on Route 202 in Glen Mills. Check out the certified pre-owned inventory and a list of incoming Subaru vehicles. And it's more than a dealership. Great service department where you get a free car wash with every visit as well. So it, I can't recommend it enough. ConquervilleSubaru.com. Check it out and uh, go to the showroom on Route 202 in Glen Mills. And remember, Conquerville cares. Speaking of cares, here's a guy that he cares. He cares about it all. He's the best. It is Russ Cohen at Sportsology on Twitter. What's going on, Russ? Hey, Jed. Just to let you know... Totally unsolicited. I do have a Subaru Outback. I didn't get it from them, but I have one. Oh, nice. It's great cars. It's a great car. Totally yeah. reliable. I feel like I could drive through anything with that. That's it. And that's it's all safe. Saying. It's very safe. Very safe. That's that's the one thing about Subaru vehicles. They are incredibly safe and reliable. Uh, what's going on, Russ? How you been? Good. Yeah, I'm covering the uh, Five Nations here in Michigan. It's a, a key tournament pre-World Junior to kind of get a glimpse at a lot of the guys Um who are going to play in the world juniors and eventually get drafted since I am not going to be in Halifax this year. I'm here now. Okay, good. Um, you're looking at world juniors and, and this draft class has anybody kind of stuck out. We talked about Fantilli last time. Obviously we've mm -hmm. talked about Bedard and Michkov, all those guys, anybody else jumping up and really. Yeah. I mean, Zach Benson. Yeah. Zach Benson's a guy in the dub who I've interviewed, uh, 
great kids, super smart, highly competitive. I uh, I wrote about him on uh, EP Ringside. People could read that. But he is a um, thinks the game at a very high level. Uh, he could be a center, I, even though he's a um, a smaller guy. I think there's a chance, but he plays the wing just as well, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, he's a high he's a high goal guy, but he's also a um, a high energy guy. So he he plays the full 200 game. When you see him out there, he just never loses energy. So he's a guy that'll be in the top 10. And a guy who I just wrote about that'll be up online in a few days is uh, Otto Stenberg from uh, Sweden. Expect him to rise. He is a – I think he's more of a winger. He's going to get listed as a center. But I, the same as I story I tell every year, Travis Konecny was listed as a center, and he's never played a minute of center in the NHL. And that's what happens with some guys. Um, but but Stenberg can play, man. He, he started to put on a little bit of a show yesterday – a lot of skill, skates really well. He's uh, playing right now in Fralunda with the U20 over there. Got a taste of the SHL this year. Probably won't play. He's, he's a late birthday, too. Like, he's a May birthday going into this draft. So, yeah. a lot of runway with him. Um, what have you seen out of Cutter Gauthier so far? I haven't college? watched Cutter this year, and I know he missed some games. So, I have to catch up on him. Okay. Um it's going to be such an interesting year when it comes to the draft and yeah. how teams handle in this year, Russ, with deadline and all that stuff and draft capital. I think it's going to be a little bit different because of how good and deep this draft is. So how teams handle this this, this season is going to be fascinating. It will be because I think it's already a little different because I'm seeing more GMs showing up here. Chuck Fletcher was here two days ago. So I guess mm -hmm. before he you know, went to Columbus, he was here. Uh, with the whole crew, Briere's here, you know, so they're, they're, they have a lot of picks in this draft. They're intently watching this tournament to see what they can do. I, you know, Kelly McCrimmon's here. There's a lot of GMs here, uh, more than usual, I would say. You know, you always see the draft guys, the, the amateur scouting guys. I know a lot of them, but you don't always see the GMs. It's going to be heightened. So there's a heightened awareness. Around yeah, I think this. there's a heightened awareness. Yeah. Uh, Pat Verbeek's here as an example. So you just... Yep. You're going to see more, a lot more interest out of them because, and and that that'll affect the trading deadline because, you totally. know, some, yeah, some teams, unless they really feel like they can win the cup, they're going to be you know trading 2024 picks. They're not going to trade a lot of 2023s. Yeah, not with the known of what's coming in this draft for sure. Um, you know, the the Flyers are in Columbus last night, Russ. They go into that game against Columbus, and we're going to talk to Jody about this when he joins us in just a couple moments. Um, Columbus off to a horrific start to the season. But yeah. I always say this, Russ, like last night's game didn't change my impression of what the Flyers are. Just like the game on Tuesday, the 5-1 win over St. Louis or the 2-1 win over Ottawa didn't. I'm not changing anything based on where I was preseason at this point. I don't think I should. But, you know, you look at that game last night. It's not always who you play. It's when you play them. And they go over right. in Finland. They lose two games. Their season's hanging by a thread. That game was really important for Columbus last night. I think it was a chance to reboot their year, and you got a diligent effort. Plus, you handed them a couple pucks and basically handed them three goals. Yeah, super, super big game. Uh, you knew Goudreau. I had, you know, done Locked On Flyers um, before that game, previewed it, and I knew Goudreau would have a big game. Goudreau yeah. was definitely there to show, <laughs> to show the Flyers what they missed out on. Like, there's no yeah. question there's still a little bit of that, and you could see it. Uh, after that goal. So, you know, that was to be expected. Those turnovers weren't to be expected. And, and honestly, the thing that I felt fell flattest for the Flyers was the fact that 
for the whole third period, they only had four defensemen Columbus and the Flyers really did not take advantage of it. Like they could have, you know, they, yeah, they were swarming a bit and they got a goal and they got it to three, two, but even with the man advantage, they were horrible. Like Columbus, you know, Gavrikov went out at one point, they were down to three defensemen, but Columbus really just killed them when, when the man advantage was there. Corpusalo um, had a really good game and because yeah. Ms. Lickens has not had a good start to the season. So, you know, that was a key too. Uh, maybe it's that mustache. He's kind of got like this Deadwood kind of mustache. Have you noticed yeah. that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like it too. But I couldn't pull it off, but I like it. No, I couldn't pull it off either. But that was that was a massive win. But it also um, was a game that showed that, yes, the Flyers definitely caught the uh, Blues at the right time. They were mentally fragile and you could see it. This one, I knew Columbus was going to give the same sort of desperate fight that the Flyers give every night. And honestly, after the first Empty never went in. The Flyers ran out of gas. Like at that yeah. point, like, there was no more gas in the tank. Well, that was a long distance phone call in that empty netter. The first one too. That was oh, yeah. 200 feet. I mean, geez, uh, those guys have been working on those long bombs. Um, you know, the thing about the game is I thought that they did a lot of good things in the game, but the mistakes that they made, you know, turning pucks over just inside the blue line to the yeah. middle of the ice is such a huge problem. And I think that, you know, Torts didn't meet with the media after the game. I don't know why. Do you have any? No, we none of us know why. Um, I saw it from both sides. He just had a backpack and he left the building. You would think if there was some sort of family issue or something that the Flyers would say something and report yeah. that. So so they're clearly – it wasn't anything like that. And I could tell you in the past because I looked it up, when Torts had that two-question press conference with Columbus – a while back, he got fined twenty five thousand. I think he's going to get fined more than that now because that was unless like, there's a legit reason why he didn't. Unless do there's it. a re- but again, even yeah. even so, uh, with no notice, I'm not sure. So he he could get fined for this. He, you don't get a sense that it was like he was so pissed off that he didn't meet. That, listen, I don't. That is always a possibility because I can tell you he also said something to Provorov on the bench after the second empty netter, and I felt bad because Provorov had a pretty good game. And the fact that he ran, I mean, he skated his heart out to get that puck to save, to make sure that the puck was going to come back and it wasn't going to be a non-icing call. He skated everything. His tank was empty at that point. So he can get the puck back in for another offensive zone um, face off for the Flyers. And I just felt like it was really bad for Torts to say whatever he said to Provorov at the end of the game because of like the second empty netter. I just, I didn't get that. Yeah, um, it, it's to me, it's not one of those games where you'd be so rip shit pissed that you just wouldn't speak to the media. But he was mad at Frost. He was mad. Now, here's the thing. And this is the part that we're all getting kind of upset about. He was more mad at Frost with the penalty than he seemed like with Konechny for the turnover that led to the goal. Because Konechny's yeah. ice time was not really affected. Frost was for a little while. And, and let's face it, Frost has had like 12 offensive zone starts the whole year. How is he supposed to display offense when Torts is literally setting him up to be a defensive center and saying, well, you got to earn the offense? And it's like, okay, but he's not even – right, how? He's not even getting the ice – the zone time. Like, how's he supposed to do it? Yeah, you know, I I would think that Torts would have been really pissed at Konechny for the turnover that started the second period, 37 seconds in they score on. Because you know sure as shit as you're sitting there, Russ, that after that first period and two turnovers that led to – you pulling the puck out of your net both times. Yeah. You know the message in that dressing room was, guys, we have got to protect the puck. 
if yeah. you don't have a play inside the blue line, you pump it deep and you get in on them. And then to come out in the second period and on the first shift, turn it over again, and it ended up in the back of your net. I know that that pissed off Tor. Oh, no, he was mad, but he didn't get benched. Yeah, that's why I thought it was odd. I mean, right. Maybe, look, maybe it wasn't bench-worthy, but you know that he was really pissed off about it. Because now you're down three, and that's a yeah. different game when you go down three than it is two. Yeah, and I give Columbus all the credit in the world. Like, they were wounded. I mean, you lose Zach Wierenski, that's massive. Like, that's the worst Branson guy. Too. Yeah. yeah, and he already had two points in the game. And Gabranson's a big-time shot blocker. Like, that's yeah. – that's a massive loss for them, and I got to say, they played with a lot of guts, man, especially Boone Jenner. Oh, I love Boone Jenner. Yeah. There's, he's one of those guys that I just always – go. He's unheralded. He, he's unheralded. Yeah, I agree. And, I mean, first of all, great name, Boone Dami, Boone yeah. Jenner. It's a great name. So, yeah, I mean, they end up losing to Columbus. And um, interesting weekend coming up for so many reasons. And we'll talk to Jody about it, too, because he was a teammate of Claude Giroux. Yeah, uh, but Giroux comes back tomorrow. Um, yeah, and um, he'll be back in town tomorrow and first visit back to Wells Fargo Center. I'm I'm assuming you know you think that you know the the ovation he's going to get is going to be pretty pronounced. It will be. Um, I I think it'll you know the place will be shaking. Uh, I don't think he'll get just one goal like he did in Ottawa. I think he'll have a bigger game than that. Mm-hmm. I think that um, I know some people are like, well, he'll either be overcome with emotion or have a great game. You know, listen, this guy knows how to turn it off. We've seen it. He'll yeah. he'll, he'll play his best. He's been playing good all year. So it's really not a uh, a big stretch for me to say that. But I just feel like this is a dangerous game for the Flyers because uh, there's a lot of pressure on Ottawa. with DJ Smith and Dorian, they spent money. Uh, they're not getting the results they'd hoped. And in Canada, they blow everything up. And right now, lately, even though it's like two in a row, you would think it's 10 in a row. So they're going to come out like with their hair on fire, too. And and it will be very interesting to see how that's handled by the Flyers. Like how they handle them early, I think, will be a big deal. Yeah. And the other part of it, too, is, um, you know, do you play hard on Saturday? Do you play hard on Sunday? I want them to play hard on Sunday because I want to see Hart Ottinger. Yeah, is Ottinger back from the uh, the injured list? He, I know he was injured. May, I'll have to check on that. I have to I'd check like on to that. But I would rather see him on Sunday, too. Yeah, but again, it's the return of Claude Drew. There he is right now. He joins us from beautiful Columbus. I always love Jody's background because he looks like he's got deer prancing in the backyard. and yeah, it looks good. Peaceful serenity estate out there at the Shelley Estate. What's going on, Jody? Oh, no, we can't hear him. Uh-oh. Oh, he's muted for some reason. I'm going to unmute you. There you go. Go ahead, Joe. Oh, no. Why can't we hear him? Not sure. Oh, it doesn't have his mic muted. Jody, there might be something on your settings there or something that has you muted for some reason. I don't know what it could be because he's on his phone. Yeah. I'm assuming yeah. he can hear us. Yeah, I would think so. Let me see if I can click something here. Edit mic settings. Echo cancellation. Uh, Well, we're all good there. Jody, I'm gonna I'm gonna kick you out, and then now now his mic is like turned off again. Yeah, if he goes out and comes back in, that might do it. Can't unmute desk. Their mic isn't connected. All right, I'm gonna boot Jody out. Yeah, and log back in, Jody, because maybe that'll open up that thing. So I kicked him out. Um, Yeah, that's technology. I'll tell you. 
I think it could drive you crazy. Unbelievable. It could Um, drive you crazy, man. Yeah, so we'll see how this plays out this weekend. It's not like they're in the midst of this murderer's row of um, schedule. No, but these are are dangerous games. Look, let's face it. They never play well against the Dallas Stars because the Stars are big and fast. Big and fast. I think I can hear them now. Okay. Hey, there he is. What's going on behind you there in the old serene setting of the Shelly household? Uh, that's the backyard out there, yeah. Just, uh, yeah. you know, a little rain outside today. Maybe we'll cue the deer to jump by. <laughs> <Not much. laughs> They're freaking everywhere out here. I mean, it is bananas. We got the big bucks out there, yeah. Pennsylvania. Yeah. Taking out cars. Yeah, I Joe, I know you've only got you know a few minutes with us, but let's start with the game last night. It's Jason Martinez, Russ Cohen. Um, the game last night in Columbus, that friggin' cannon went off a total of five times for goals and a six for the win. What did you take away from the game last night? You know what? The Blue Jackets had to get something done. I mean, they needed a win so bad. Um, I was impressed with the Flyers, the physicality. I think that's exactly what the Blue Jackets needed was a physical team to come in. And then the John Tortorella effect, um, you know, the former coach of the Blue Jackets, the mentor for Brad Larson. Uh, Torch being back was special. I thought that it was a sloppy game and both teams had a lot of turnovers, but the Flyers had way too many turnovers. It was, you know, you could see them building momentum and, they're a confident team. Their top line was put out there in situations to take advantage. But it's, uh, you know, they, they just seemed a little, they tried to do too much at the wrong times or made plays in the areas they shouldn't have. Uh, and the Blue Jackets, I thought, hung on to get the win. Corpusalo was pretty solid. Hart was solid. Uh, but the Blue Jackets, I think, got lucky with that early scoring. They hadn't had a lead in five games, so that one nothing goal was massive. And then, you know, you get Johnny Goodrow. He hasn't scored a goal on the road, but back home, He's good, and they're playing the next seven of eight at home. Uh, so these are all things they need. A, a team that was really looking in all directions to figure out what was going to happen. Last night worked out well for them. Jody, I, I thought Columbus was kind of heroic in the sense that they were down two defensemen. You know, they're down Lorensky, probably the worst guy to take out of the lineup. Then you're down Gabranson, who's a supreme shot blocker. And then even with the first empty netter, as the uh, Flyers had the uh, got extra man on the ice, you lose Gavrikov for – a shift or so. And I have to ask you about Gavrikov because I'm a, I'm a big fan. I think he's a terrific player. I know his contract's up soon. And with all the signings, do you, do you think they're going to still be able to keep him? Because I think he's an important guy for that team. You know what he is? Uh, coming into the season, I wasn't sure. Uh, I don't know where that's at right now. But, you know, they have some young prospects that they're like, they're excited about. Juracek's a big, aggressive guy. They took in yeah. the first round last year with their first pick. And, and you know, these are pieces that have to fit in somewhere. When, you, when you're a team that's drafted the last few years, got all these pieces that are developing, at some point they have got to fit in. Uh, it'll be interesting to see with Gavrikov with that salary now because we are a team that's up against the cap. So he's a, you know, he's a guy that's probably looking to land four to five million, maybe more on the open market. So if that happens, maybe he's not in the plans. And that's what they're... That's what they have to take into consideration now. After you sign Johnny Goodwood to the big contract, Warren's going to get a big contract. Uh, you've got a couple guys at $5 million that what are you going to do with? Are they a part of it? So, Borchek's still making over eight. So, you know, those are things that they've, they've got to tinkle with. So, right now, I'd say it's 50-50 for Gavrikov. Of course, I'd love for him to stay. Uh, but you're right. There was a heroic sense the last night because, and I remember as a player in youth hockey, when you could play D when there was only 3D, 
just want to keep going out there. I mean, it's so much fun. Uh, you don't want to see guys get hurt. But we even had Matthew Olivier play a couple tips at defense last night. He's yeah. a forward. He, you know, he's the one who had the fight. And then, he, you know, he stepped up and said, I play D. So those are fun things that happen throughout the season that can build camaraderie. And, you know, he went out there and had a successful shift. The guys patted him on the back. And, you know, there's a, there a lot of good moments that the Blue Jackets were, were desperate for last night that happened in that game. Yeah, I think that can totally galvanize the team. I said that on the broadcast last night. I go, you know, playing with 4D may be fine in youth hockey and club hockey or in beer league. But the NHL, it's not ideal for a long period of time. <laughs> but, jo- Jody, let me ask you, because Gaudreau, he signs in Columbus this offseason. And you know, a couple things happened this offseason in the NHL. You know, Huberto and they, we are get traded to Calgary and they extend there. Usually players aren't looking to extend up in Alberta, right? Or, you know, Columbus was a place that so many players have left, but not attract players. And we saw a little bit of a change this season. Players committing to cities like Calgary, players committing to a season like a a city like Columbus. You've been in Columbus a long time. I know you love it there. Um, How important is that, that they landed a big fish. They didn't lose a big fish on this occasion. Yeah, it was way bigger than you would ever think. I mean, it's, you know, yeah. the whole dialogue of guys leaving and, and you go back to Panarin. I understand his situation. Nothing. Yeah, I, he came over from Russia. He chose Chicago, which if I went to Russia, I'd probably choose St. Petersburg or Moscow. And, you know, he got a chance to choose again and he chose New York. So that was him. Bobrovsky, I don't think they were going to keep anyways. Uh, yeah. Duchesne, they were not going to keep anyways, you know. So that dialogue got a little bit amped up, which is fine. I think the disappointment of of, of not doing better in the playoffs and then tinkering with what was going to happen was part of that. And then you look at Anderson, Dubois. Those are all individual situations. Um, but it was huge here for Johnny Goodrow. I mean, it blew the, mar- blew the doors off the marketplace. The whole oh, yeah. city, people that are fringe fans, people that aren't fans, uh, people all over the world were like, you know, very interested to see what this was all about. Uh, and I think for us that have been here in Columbus, it gave us a great sense of pride again to people. We understand what it's like here. It's fantastic, uh, you know, but it's not the big markets. It's not the big met- metropolitan cities. And, you know, we're fine with that. So it was a massive, uh, massive thing for the Blue Jackets to land him. But it's also created a lot of expectations, uh, which mm-hmm. has made this poor start even uh, even a little bit hard to take. Jody, I am a, a guy who follows prospects. I've seen a lot of Kent Johnson in before his draft year uh, and, and after. And I just want to ask you how you feel he's developing. It's funny because, as you know, as an NHL player, former player, you have to get a chance somehow. And it seems like if the line A injury doesn't happen, he doesn't even get a look that early in the year. But it did happen, and, and he started to get that look. You know, he made the team. Uh, there was some depth here. They had to send some players away quicker than the players thought they were leaving. Uh, he made the team. He got an opportunity. Uh, he's played a lot of hockey in the past 12 months. And, and yeah. you know, you, you go to World Juniors twice, go to the Olympics, uh, you go to World Championships representing your country. Then you come to camp, comes to a rookie camp. Uh, that's a long, you know, extended period of camp. I think he's done pretty good. Now, you know, I'm, I'm fascinated to watch him on the ice because he's a rink rat. He's a player that will not, he can't wait for the lights to turn on. And he, he's out there when they're being turned off and he's just working on his individual skills. I think there's a lot to this league that he's going to learn and, and learn quickly. But, you know, there's a sense that is he going to play center? Is he going to play the wing? 
Um, he's played with both. He's played with a number of different players when he's been in the lineup. Uh, we've seen flashes where he looks like he's comfortable, uh, but there's more in the middle of the ice that he's got to figure out. And he's also, he's, it's a guy that's going to grow. Um, so I think he's probably, you know, a few months away from, from really, he's got to play a full season. He's got to get yeah. kind of that, you know, you get the skin on you and, and you get like developed and you understand that you're almost like in robot mode um, when you're in the NHL playing those kind of minutes. So yeah, I think he's I, in I a think good spot. I think he'll be on the wing because I, I know that, for the, he's been putting on weight and muscle, and he needs yeah. a little bit more. But I got to tell you, in the corners, it's amazing how he holds on to the puck and his puck possession and off the wall, the moves he can make. Like, he is dangerous as a winger. Yeah, he's slippery, too. And, and yeah. one thing about him, he's very, very aware of his surroundings, you know. You watch Johnny Goodrow. Johnny Goodrow's really good in the middle of the ice. He's a little bit uh, – he gets hung up on the wall sometimes. I think Kent Johnson spends even less time in the corners, to your point, where he's – alert and aware of his exit routes and, and he's, he's got to have that as a small guy. Yeah. Jody, uh, you played for torts back when he was with the Rangers and you were with mm-hmm. the Rangers all the way back in geez, 2009, 10, if you can believe it. <laughs> um, and you know, I was texting with you when they were, when they were getting torts and when they announced torts and you and I have talked about him before and I I've been beating the drum for him here in Philadelphia if, because it just seems like, it's logic. It, it's one of those places that just makes sense for torts. And I think now more than ever, Jody, it makes a ton of sense for an organization trying to reestablish their DNA, reestablish a culture and a high standard. You were around him a long time as a player and, and certainly as a broadcaster all those years in Columbus. Why does this move with torts in Philadelphia make all the sense in the world, if you believe that? Well, you guys are lucky to have them. I mean, it's just when you go into Philly last year and there's 7,000 fans and the product on the ice, you're not sure. They they don't really understand what they are. And, and I think an important thing about being a Philadelphia Flyer is understanding what that means to a man. Yeah. Uh, doesn't matter where you go, uh, what arena you're in. You're a Flyer and you represent uh, the organization uh, and the fans at to the utmost. And, and that's the respect that I think every Flyers had wearing the jersey and has that been lost a little bit as a fan of the Flyers I look at that and think maybe a little bit last year so there's one guy to turn it around there's probably a couple guys you still have some great uh Hall of Fame uh alumni around that 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 understand that and and, you know they probably wanted to go in and shake things up themselves but Torts will take care of that he's a guy that'll get the most out of the players but also understand and carry everything is done for the best of the organization and the team and what the team means to the community. Uh, he's so good at that. And, you know, you can ask any player that's in that locker room. And, and I talked to a lot of them there yesterday when they're in town and they're thrilled, you know, all the nonsense is taken care of everything. All the trainers feel great. Everyone around the organization feels like we're just here to work and, and carry our load and represent. And that's what they should be doing. I love the toughness, but you know, it's not just that it's the commitment to play the right way and it doesn't matter you'll be proud of the the effort every night it's not the wins and, and losses when you can just look at that team and look around the room and see everybody is committed to everything all night long we gave it our best took a bite out of the opposition and they left wounded that's what he's going to bring to a team that you're going to love and, and you know he did it he did it over five or six years here in columbus but we saw immediate changes and that's what you guys are seeing right now jody <clears throat> jody preseason and even <clears throat> into the season, I picked uh, Columbus as a uh, a playoff team. And, you know, like you said, horrendous start. I don't think the Europe trip helped them. I mean, that, that trip is tough for any team. But 
you wonder with this win and with the talent they have, do you feel like they can get back on track and get back in it? Yeah, you know, I think they can. I, I, I mean, one spoon three times a massive. Or check out is big. Um, you know, that that might put a little little hitch in my my immediate. Reaction. Lift your phone up a little bit, Joe. We're having a hard time hearing you. There Good. you go. Is that? But yeah, you know, I, I think that with Warinsky out, it's going to be difficult. Um, you know, a playoff team. I don't know. They're going to have to scratch and claw. But this win last night can get them back on track, definitely. They're in a segment now, and if you think about it, you know, you go to Finland, it's almost like I equate it to a, you know, a big event, a wedding or whatever, let's say. It's on your calendar. You're anticipating it. Um, you know, and once it's done, you kind of feel like, okay, let's get back to normal. So now they got the Flyers twice. they got the Canadians twice. they got the Islanders. You know, it's not St. Louis, Colorado, Tampa, Colorado. Uh, Carolina, they had, a, they had a start to the season where, you know, if you made a mistake, it's coming right down your throat. So last night they could get away with a few mistakes um, against these other teams. So we'll, I think they can get things back on track. Can't say they can be a playoff team at this point, um, but I would like to see them get on track and ring off five or six there because they're capable of doing it. Yeah, and last night, I think, was that game a chance to reset their season after what's yeah. been a frenetic start. Jody, get to the airport. Um, I, I always appreciate you coming on, man. Best of Thanks, luck Jason. to you and the Blue Jackets. Thanks for taking the time, as always, brother. Hey, anytime, Thanks. anytime. I appreciate it. See you guys. There he is, Jody Shelley. Well, actually, uh, Jody, Jody, available next Wednesday because the Flyers <laughs> play Columbus. <laughs> That's funny. I like, that he, I like that he brought up Juracek. And that's why I did bring up Gavrikov because yeah. I know at some point there's going to be a decision to be made. And I got to tell you, Gavrikov, if he gets on the market, that's, you know, at the trade deadline, a lot of teams will be after a guy like that. You know, so they could they could get a decent haul for him, but he's also not that expensive. So I think they should find a way to keep him. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see what happens here. They are, they are a team that's up against the cap now because of that yeah. signing of Goudreau, but – um, he's lit that market on fire. But like Jody said too, Russ, you know, when you sign a player like Gaudreau and you have a line A and you have some some good players there, expectations. Oh, yeah. Come along with all that. With, with the price tag and, and the pay that you're uh, paying high-end players comes the expectation. Yeah, that's the one thing the Flyers are lucky about is the expectations were super low to start the season. Even with Torrance, they, over, they overachieved for a while. So right now, you know, the record's good. The fan base is sort of satiated, although they're probably waiting for the bottom to drop out, whether it happens or not. But they, um, the expectations were never set high, and, and Torts did a good job with that. No doubt about it. Uh, what's on Sportsology.com right now? People can check out, Russ. I, I did an article on about the speed of the Five Nations. That is up there. Um, on a place called Full Press Coverage, I did a uh, article about the baseball free agents. So, Jacob DeGrom, I mentioned him. I mentioned Trey Turner to the Phillies. So I wrote about a few things like that, too. Awesome. Uh, follow Russ on social media at Sportsology, sportsology.com. Uh, enjoy the trip out there, brother. We'll be talking soon. Thanks, Jake. See ya. There he is, Russ Cohen, the man. Great stuff, as always, from him. Appreciate uh, him joining us on the road. Jody Shelley, as well, from Columbus. Uh, and another fun edition, episode 16 of Bet Parks Presents Stick to Hockey Live. Um let me tell you about Bet Parks because it's a great time to get the app, get in on the action. You got two games this weekend for the Flyers. Saturday, the return of Giroux and Ottawa. And Sunday, Dallas. Tons of hockey on the schedule. Tons of hoops, college and pro on the schedule. Tons of football, college and pro on the schedule. You name it, you can bet on it with the Bet Parks app. So download the Bet Parks app today 
and uh, get in on all the action. Same game parlays, live in-game betting, player performances, same game parlay. It's all there for you. Boosts, you name it, alternate lines. Check it all out on the BetParks app and download the BetParks app today. You do need to be over 21 and present in Pennsylvania or New Jersey. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Also, a great weekend here in November to head on down to Route 202 in Glen Mills and check out the beautiful Conquerville Subaru dealership. They continue the great work they do in the community, whether it's Namor's Children's Hospital of Delaware, La Humanidad, Hispania, and Kenneth Square with the donation of coats, the donation to the Marcus Hook Elementary School, you name it. They do great work. That's why they were the first Subaru Nation Love Promise Dealer of the Year Award winner back in 2015. Great dealership, great service department, free car wash with every visit. Check out the showroom. Check out the certified pre-owned inventory to list the incoming Subaru vehicles. So visit ConquervilleSubaru.com online and check out the showroom again on Route 202 in Glen Mills. And remember, Conquerville cares. All right, that's going to put a wrap on this episode. We're back Monday with another brand new episode of Bet Parks Presents Stick to Hockey Live. Everybody, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Make sure you leave us a nice five-star rating and review. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button as well. And we will talk to you next week on Bet Parks Presents Stick to Hockey Live. Have a great weekend. Enjoy your hockey, everybody. (laughs) 